Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Mindset Explosion Season 4. Can't believe it. Episode 15. Tonight, we are talking about live life happy. I'm so grateful to have you on, Gordon. Gordon Bircham, uh, fellow martial artist, three times world champion as well. Um, and you have done so much for the martial arts industry within the UK. I just hear great things. I obviously followed you on social media as well. I am excited about tonight. Uh, we've had a great chat. I wish we had a bit longer before we come on. <laughs> to be honest with you. But I feel like we came on <laughs> full of emotion, full of energy. So I'm really excited tonight. Guys, if you've got any questions, please drop them in the comments. But um, And we, we will share them. But Gordon, thank you so much for taking the time um, out from your family to come on tonight's show. How's things? How are we going? What's going on? Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's great. And it was great to connect. I know we've uh, crossed paths many, 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 many times. And uh, it's just great to actually finally see each other face to face. Uh, I'm doing amazing. You know, I'm a, I have a, a saying uh, that was coined by one of my friends and I kind of um, I took it on my own wings. It's a phenomenal time to be alive. And it's, um, you know, I absolutely you know, believe that every day is a gift. You know, it's, I feel truly blessed to be alive every single day, no matter what challenges lay ahead or in the present time right now. So yeah, it's great to be on the podcast and live stream here. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure and I'm here to serve and help however I can. No, brilliant. Um, um, you've got a great story on how you've kind of built yourself up as a, a person with the ups and the downs, and, and you know, you've had you've gone through loss and um, you know, experienced some rough times, and you've it's it's just amazing when I hear your story how you turn that around and what you're doing right now, where you are right now after this, I don't know this this year, <laughs> a, a longer, and, and with great, it was just lovely just now. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're going to share it in just a bit, but the where you see so much ahead. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey. How did how you got into martial arts? How you got into business and 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 this, I guess this purpose and a need to serve, and like you said, make people smile, bring out the best yeah, in them. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm happy to. You know, I suppose it all starts from childhood, really. I mean, like you know, my first um, realization I was born into this world was when rain was beating down on my head. I was shivering, it was cold, I was in an itchy blanket, and it was dark. I'm in a pram, and my mom's delivering newspapers so we could eat food, you know? And that was two years of age, and, and from there, I went on this sort of journey. Like I obviously, I didn't know what was going on, but I can go back to these places right now, and I grew up in a lot of conflict, and a lot of challenges, especially around, you know, being a bit different, a bit quirky, um, always wanting to fit in. I remember at school, I was, you know, I even had one of them big earrings, you know, the ones that you could like uh, hold the curtains together with. I had a big gold one of them. And at primary school, I only had two, two friends, both were girls and both of them used to beat me up. And <laughs> I used to be just different, you know, and I went, I did have friends, but I always felt like I wanted to be liked. I was very fearful, very scared young man. And I went through secondary school and it all got tougher and tougher for me. I was always trying to fit around in, uh, trying to fit in. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be um, somebody else. And then I started getting bullied, especially by one lad called Simon. I remember him. And, you know, he really, really used to batter me. I mean, we, I remember many times, 
you know, even down the park, we're playing football, and I'd see this guy walking down with people behind him, and I'd have that drain, like we all have that fear of feet. And I'd be walking away and just in fear, fear, fear. I remember one day, walking for an hour backwards, and in the end, I stopped and he battered me. And I went back and to my house. And um, many times I was being punched and kicked and spat on and stamped on. I'd run in the house and my mom would go, crack, get outside. I was crying already. I'd cry again. She goes, get out, get back out and fight. And I was like, I'm in fear, like so much fear. I used to ride home from school. And as I ride home from school, I'd go the back way. And I remember riding home and I'd, I'd go down the house into, I'd throw my bike into the hedge and I'd run into the house and I'd look for a, you know, a video at the time, if anyone remembers them, right? And I'd find <laughs> one that was long for at least an hour and a half, two hours. And I'd sit about four o'clock in the day. Boom. And the reason I'd be sitting, I, I, I'd want it so long is because I'd be sitting there trembling and I wasn't watching the video. I was praying praying my mom wouldn't ask me why I wasn't going outside. You know, I'd say, well, I was watching the video and I wasn't. I was leaving it as long as I could so it would go dark. So I wouldn't, I, that was my excuse for not going out. And I remember that. And I, I went through this torrid time of, I was definitely a victim. I definitely had this fear. I used to walk, I remember one got time walking up my road, literally top of my road, and this double-decker bus comes past me. And this guy's going, I'm going to kill you like this. I'm like... What have I done? Like, I just had this conflict in my life. Started martial arts when I was 16. Interesting story. Got my, my friend at the time came to the to the door. He says, hey, man, he had a big, he's like a big beard and big hair. He want to come to kickbox. I've started that. I'm like, you insane. Like, I am so scared of life, let alone that. So I started this martial arts um, for a few classes, got into it a little bit. But um, I was sort of 16, 17, passed my driving test. I remember many times... Uh, Matt, I, I, I was five minutes from, you know, driving from myself to the classes and it used to take me 45 minutes because I drive and come back, drive and come back. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Cry in. And then you can come on, get strong. Go in, and I'd be outside of the classes. Then I'd go in. Right. As I go in, I get battered, come back out, cry again. And this was where, where it went for me. And I had one of these like mad journey. I, I started competing. I did my first tournament. And I remember I was in my first tournament. I literally, I've got gets ready. I didn't know what was going on really. Stood up, got my stuff. I looked up and it was Bruce Lee and Arnold Schwarzenegger. This guy in front of me, man, he was ripped. This young lad, he was doing, he was levitating, doing these kicks like in a beginner section, you know. So I'm yeah. standing there like, and I remember, Matt, I gets knocked down 10 times. No, I'm not lying. Bang. It was like being bullied again. Bang. Got up, pulled my gloves off, crying. Room across the way, doing this again. It's on a Sunday, and I was back in the dojo on the Monday, and that's how it went. And and interestingly, along that journey, I had times when I would win a tournament. But here was the interesting thing around mindset: I'd win, but then make up all the reasons why I won was because the guy was shit that day. He must have eaten something bad. I must have had my spinach. It was a lucky draw. I just felt good. It's never normally like that. So I had this thing of, it, even if I won a few, you know, just very simple local tournaments, nothing major. But there was a reason I won was not because I was any good. It was because I was lucky that day. And this went on for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And that was pretty much part of my journey. And I'll come back to sort of where, where, where you know, my, my business journey. But I went on that for years and years and years. And I had this self-doubt. Didn't like myself, didn't love myself, hated the person in the mirror, felt there was something wrong with me and needed to fit in. 
And I had some personal development along the way, I had some coaches and was really trying to help steer myself in the right direction. But it really took me so long on that journey to really find myself. And uh, in 2012, um, I won the British title. And I was like, okay, you've done pretty good then. Great, I got picked to go to Eng with England to the World Championships in Canada. And I remember I, remember I, I prepped up for it and, you know, six-week preparation. And I'm on the plane. You know the, the, the tunnels before you get onto the plane? I'm there reading this paper, right? And I remember looking up and seeing all the England team there, and I'm thinking this. What the hell are you doing here? You have no right to be here. I remember thinking that. I was like, okay, I'm going to go and survive. So I go out fly, flies over to Canada, um, gets into the first round, wins the first round. I was like, wow. You won the first, at least you've won one round. That's great. So in second round, sorry, there was the, the Irish, Canadians, Germans, Americans, beating them all. Gets to the final, and the final was two days. That was like, wow, that was lucky, wasn't it? You just had a good draw, right? All this stuff still going on. And I'm lying. I'm sitting. I'm with Alfie Lewis, if anyone knows who Alfie Lewis is. And we're, we're sitting in this, and it was an amazing tournament. You know, people do these world championships. This was a serious world championships, right? So I'm sitting in the, in the foyer. We're chilling. And I go to go upstairs and something something changed in my mind. And it was like, if I carry on doing the same thing, I'm going to get the same result. I need to think differently. And I get up the lift. As I'm going up in the lift, I started to visualize how the fight would go. And I'd be visualizing it all. I get into the room and I then go to sleep. And as I'm sleeping, I'm visualizing this whole fight. I wake up in the morning. And this visualization went on for hours and hours and hours. I wake up in the morning. I wake up in a sense of calm, certainty. And literally, I would have ironed my socks if I'd had an iron there. Everything was going to be perfect. I gets down. Everything was just on point. I was relaxed. I gets onto the mats. And what was really interesting was, as I'm on the mats, I'm getting warmed up. I'm looking in front of me. And there's the vision of the guy that I first ever had a fight with. It wasn't him, but it was the same human. It was the same figure as that person in front of me. That first ever fight where I got knocked down 10 times and, you know, et cetera. And this guy's 18 and I'm 35 and I've got a bad hip. And I'm in this final and I'm going to fight for it. And I'm going through the first round, doing all this thing. And it was an interesting experience. I wasn't there, man. I was here watching myself. Mm -hmm. And I get to the first, first round, boom. And my instructor's going, Alfie Lewis is there. He's going, look, you're up. You're up, you're winning. I was like, wow, this got this far. <laughs> and I was like, right, I carried on again, went through in motion, and it was like slow motion. And I stands there. And as I stand there, they raise my right arm. I'm looking at this crowd. And as they raise the right, my arm and say, Gordon Bircham, world champion. And I cry these unbelievable tears, and I'm shouting to the crowd. And the reason I was shouting, the reason I was crying, the reason I was so happy, it wasn't because I won the world title and I got a gold medal. It's because I beat my biggest demon, which was myself. That was the day the person that you see now was born in 2012. The human being that you see on social media was born. That was the day I could love and respect myself. I stood on that podium. I get goosebumps now because that was the day I was born in 2012. I went on from there. And along that journey, so from that point to now, I've won three consecutive world titles. I've built two multi-six-figure businesses. I've won one of the largest size uh, uh, full-time uh, centers in the UK. I'm on a training and consultancy business for martial arts school owners worldwide. I've written two books. 
Um, I'm just moving into my forever home uh, and, you know, I feel totally blessed. And the reason I share that story is because it took me 35 years to really find who I was. One of the biggest missions I have in my life right now is to really help people find their inner soul, their inner, their inner them, their inner you. I call it you power. Because once I stood on that post, once I beat myself, the biggest challenge we all face, it's amazing uh, what has happened in my life. And so that's a little snippet uh, of a, a strange journey in my life, uh, on my journey. So, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's lovely to uh, thank you for sharing that. And just, just thinking of that now, I think for I think what's what's great about it, it sometimes we can look back and think, right, oh, I wish I, you know, this had happened sooner, but I think you needed to go for that 35 years. I'm sure you agree, right? And 100%. do you feel that that the negative because I think mindset, my mindset going back was just awful, similar. And it it was probably as an adult, and I look back on some old school reports and it was saying, and I seen them differently, and it would say Matt could try harder, but that's all I could see. And I, you, as a kid, I missed out all the, Matt's good at this, you know, this, yep. bit's, this bit, all I could see is could try harder. No, not yep. enough, not enough, not enough. So I think as an adult, I, I look back and, oh, thank God I went through that. Now I might understand, mm -hmm. you know, how to maybe teach and coach children. So do you feel that those um, those experiences, um, you know, being that, I think it's good to be quirky. I think mm. that probably a mm. big part of your drive and um, you find that moment, do you feel that that's really helped and you having that, right, I can put myself in the place of the child that's coming to learn martial arts from me, the adult, and yeah. those adults that are, we, we want to teach martial arts and do a great thing, but hey, I don't know what about the rest. Well, business, what's that? <laughs> do you feel that? 100%, 100%, Matt, like, you know, we, our experiences are our gift. Mm -hmm. You know, and everything we're going on, every challenge that we're faced with each day, we need to embrace them. They're there for a reason. The things that, might, you know, we don't learn when we're winning. We learn when we're in the challenges. That's where we grow the most. I always say embrace the challenges, part of my social media presence. It's like embrace them. That is the gift. You know, without challenge, you cannot grow. You know, all failure is an ally to success. Everything that we go through, all them challenges are important. And actually, it builds the mental muscle, the physical and mental strength. And I think that that journey allows you then to help other people because most human beings love helping people. You know, we do like helping other people, you know. It's a human trait, right? So all of that and actually all of that journey, and there was a journey as well 13 years ago that I went through aside of that as well, which was when I, you know, I was building my martial arts school. And as I'm building my martial arts school and doing all these things, I was, a, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing, to be fair, but I was building a martial arts school. I was good at teaching and that was about it. And I plowed money into marketing, et cetera. And then one day I wake up, I look to my wife sitting there with my baby there as well. And I had, I had a tear in my eye and I had to tell her we just lost the house we built for 10 years. That was atrocious. So, that was another challenge, right? Go to the bank manager and say, can you loan me 200 pounds so I can stop going over, over the overdraft? And he laughs at you. He says, you know what? You'll be bankrupt in two months. And goes out of there, ends up heavily drinking and doing drugs. He's in the right mess for a long, like real mess. I had to move into a three-bedroomed house. It was the cheapest on the street and it stunk. I mean, there eating, we had 25 pound a week to live on for food. We're having pasta, tomato sauce. We'd sprinkle cheese on top so it tastes nice. Beans on toast, we're £25 a week for the family to live on for food. 
And we were like in a mess. I was drinking heavily. I had papers all over the place. And I was going to the bank with putting in every single day, every day, apart from Sunday because it wasn't open. I put a couple of pounds in, two pounds. I'd find shrapnel to put it in so it wouldn't go over, over the overdraft. And that was the plate that was at the deepest, darkest point of my life until I found a coach, a business coach. I found a business coach and he... Um, I, I really liked the guy and he said, great. I said, how can we get involved? He said, brilliant. He goes, give me £3,000 for three months and we're in. So I've got, got no money. So how can I do that? Put the phone down, made a decision in my head. Um, I've got to go all in. I'm going to lose my business as well. I've lost my house, lost everything. I was drinking heavily. And we sold stuff in a house and borrowed a bit of money off the in-laws and just went all in on this coaching program, £1,000 a month for three months. And went from there... And part of that challenge, because I was in the deepest, darkest thing, and my back was against the wall, I just did everything. And here was my model at the time. I'm going to do everything he said so I can prove him wrong. That's how negative I was. <laughs> I did everything he said, and we tripled our business in two and a half months. We went from £2,800 a month to £10,000 a month business in two and a half months. Just reformatting everything. So, and there was a big ha-ha moment. And this is important for all the viewers here and listeners. It's never that you can't. It's that you haven't learned it yet. And once you understand that, once we all understand that, whoa, well, I have, no, it's not that I can't, that word doesn't, doesn't exist. I haven't learned it yet. What, what do I need to do? I need to go and educate myself. So I spent the last 12, 13 years educating myself, you know, seminars, books. I had, as part of the, in, like with that journey, I talked about the personal development, I had a life coach for five years, a business coach ever since. Like I've got different coaches, mentors, right? To help steer me to find the true human being and part of that process was breaking down the layers of the onion. Yeah, so breaking it. So we're all born pure. You know this, Matt, okay? We're all born a diamond. Mm -hmm. It's just a life, the things that we pick up from our families, our, you know, our moms, our dads, and the people around us, the experiences of life, they, they, they make that a dull diamond. They start to pile on top of that diamond, this dark stuff like coal, right? So they're piling it on you, right? And that diamond stops shining, and it starts to get compressed. And all of a sudden now you're like, you don't know who you are. You feel you've got to be this person and that person and that person who was born is pure. And so what, what, I, what I went on, what I've been on this journey with and continue to do today is to, cook, to literally break down through that dark, that coal into the diamond. Then once you get to the diamond, it's our ability to then polish that diamond to make it shine brighter on this world. And the way that we do that is by being everything that we are, by not being trying to be the person down the road or looking at other people and thinking we should be like that. It's to look internally at your soul and to accept who you are with love and respect, to be your biggest fan, to lift yourself higher than anybody else, to look after yourself, to love yourself unconditionally, to be, to, to be your biggest fan, to not be your biggest critic, to not be your biggest, you know, not being a world champion at beating yourself down, but be a world champion at lifting yourself up and being on, on, unapologetically who you are. You see, I spent 35 years trying to be somebody else. I tried to spend 35 years thinking there was something wrong with me. The truth is, the truth is, your uniqueness is your gift. Everything that you are, you were born with. All we've got to be is more of that, more to get that, shine that light in the world. Like you've got to love everything about yourself. Like you've got to love the quirkiness. You've got to love, I, like, I lose my keys every single day. I nearly burn the house down twice a week. You know, I lose everything. I'm just absolute chaos. I used to get pissed off at myself because of that. I love myself for that. I love that human being who stands in the mirror right now. 
I never used to. I used to hate that person. I used to think I was going to die every single day, Matt. Every day, I believe today was the day I was going to die. That's because I didn't love myself. That's because I didn't feel I, I was worthy. But that's, that's because I was looking externally. And one of the things I've learned is that, that when I was on that, you know, that podium, that's, that, that was the pinnacle of that journey, by the way. That yeah. pinnacle there, the change, is that I love who I am. I'm so respectful of myself. And I think the world, we've come to a crossroads in the world with humanity. And, you know, people are in this social media world where everyone's, you know, selfieing and filtering. And, you know, I want to, you know, but raw and authentic you is the most powerful. You know, and I try and teach people that now. Like, you don't need to be anything else. Just wipe off the makeup, wipe off everything. That's men and women. Just wipe it all off. Strip yourself bare and just be who you are because you are fucking incredible. So that's, you know, part of what I believe. No, I love that. I love the analogy of the the diamond as well. I do feel, um, and it, I guess in younger life, wasn't as educated on it or just didn't appreciate it. But I feel just even sat, in a, a restaurant, a cafe or a bar, only take someone just talking negative on the next booth or whatever. You don't know that's going in. And I'm, I'm I feel fully aware of that, you know, now. And and I but I think we have to continually shine that as you've put it now, this diamond. Because it's so easy for the cold to just some sometimes come on. Like COVID could be the part of that. Right? Hundred percent, Matt. You know, you've got to protect the garden of the mind, or the weeds will take over. You know, it's that same analogy, isn't it? Like we are, we are what we repeatedly surround ourselves with. You know, I always talk about, you know, the most important story in the world is the one you tell yourself every single day. Yeah. Change the story, change the outcome. You know, we are constantly telling ourselves stories, but we're also feeding our mind. You know, what are you feeding your mind with? And social media online news all this stuff if if the pandemic's not taught people anything it's got to talk people that we are being conditioned we're being conditioned either in a good way or a bad way we said the way you look like like that but actually if we go back 30 40 50 years you could you weren't really conditioned that much because it wasn't like this online world so we have to be really careful with what we put in you know and we're at this crossroads in in humanity you know and i'm all about taking your power back that's what I'm about, Matt. I'm about like, like you are the creator, you know, you know, every single day you get up, you know, if you're in a bad space right now, understand one thing, you're that powerful. You created that bad space. That's how fucking powerful you are. And you can change that. And that's what's great about it. Like you can change. Um, I wrote a book called Live Life Happy. I wrote that when my, my dad died. My dad died 18 months ago. He's my hero. Um, he fell down the stairs and broke his neck. He had mytonic dystrophy. And he's a muscle wasting disease. And three to four years of his life, he was living for a peg. You know, he lost his whole life. And I watched my dad deteriorate. And I know that, you know, I know just from the energy from my dad and some of the things he said is there's many things that he he didn't achieve and wasn't being every single day. He lost his life four years before that, really, you know, because he, he couldn't eat. And when you lose your hero, many people have lost the, their family. Like, um, it was a sad time. And I flew to... I flew to um, France three days later and I promised myself I was going to write, I was going to write a book in his name and, but I was going to do it in a positive way. And so I wrote live life happy, which is about how you can step up every day and, and, and live it as if it was your last, how to live up every single day and to be grateful for the gift of life, how to get up every day and create the energy in your soul, 
how to love who you are, how to own who you are. You know, that's what Live Life Happy is all about. And, you know, I believe that's, you know, we are, we are the creators. And if you look at the greatest people in the world, the people that the gurus you might look at, the Tony Robbins and all these guys, they just created it. They're creating it every day. You know, it's a daily habit. Mindset is you're going to do this until you die. You know, we have to empower our souls. We have to look after ourselves. Um, you're a great teacher of this, Matt. You know, you know, it's a, a mindset is a daily habit, you know, and we have to be careful. This controls this, everything here. Mm-hmm. If this is not right, your energy is not right. Your product, productivity is not right. And then your self-worth diminishes. So we have to work on this first. This is more important than anything, you know. So, uh, but the most important thing from that message really is, is that you are the creator. And that means when you can own yourself, because if you can say, well, actually, and one of the biggest things I've learned here, and I get really excited about this subject, really, really excited, because the reason being is because like, I used to blame society. When I'm sitting there drinking, I was blaming, that's their fault. And the, the biggest thing that I learned was, uh, it was actually a quote that I heard, was, which was, I think it was Jim Rohn, the day you pass from childhood to adulthood, is when you accept full responsibility for everything in your life. And most people do not want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. They want to say, I want to blame. But mm-hmm. as you blame, you will re- you remove your power because you can't change a human being. You can't change what Boris Johnson's going to say. You can't change Matt Hancock. You can't change coronavirus. You can't change that. But what you can change is you. You know, the same as they say, the same wind blows on us all. It's the set the sale that will determine your destination every second of every single day. So net like so one of the things I stopped doing is blaming the start to own as hard as that is. And I know mm-hmm. some of you will not want to hear this, but honestly, when you can start from blaming, okay, to accepting and saying, Well, I have the power to change my life, everything changes. It changes your whole life, it changes your perception of the world, it allows you to be more powerful than you can ever imagine. So it's one of the biggest things that I've learned on my journey. I, I totally agree with that. And and I think um, you're in the matrix when you got you got chance offering the, the red and blue pill. It's literally like that, isn't it? Mm. It's literally like that. It's, it's, you, you got full control. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I our hands up say sometimes I have those days where it's just not, not so much a blame day where it was just a bit a dark day. And I accept it. And I think, well, tomorrow's a new day. But most often than not, I saw that new day comes before the day ends anyway. So not always, but, but I think it's understanding that, that, that some things are part of us, but mm-hmm. we are totally the, the um, captain of our own ships and the, we can, we can change the chapter. You know, we can, yeah. you know, I don't like this chapter, I'm going to start it again. <laughs> well, one of the most powerful things a human being has is the power of choice. Yeah. You see, if, we, once we understand that as a human being, we're the only animal on the planet that has the ability to choose. So if we have the, we are the only animal on the planet that has the ability to choose, that is our gift. And we have a, we have a, we have a choice every day to jump out of bed or not. We have a pl- choice every day to smile bigger or not. We have a choice every day to go for the run that we don't want to go on to feel better or not. We have the choice every day to go, go and do what we want to or not. We have a choice to stay in a relationship we hate or not. We have a choice to stay in a job we don't like or not. We have a choice to go in a new direction. That's our choice. And, and again, there's the acceptance again. When you understand that you are choosing, it's like, well, it's so hard. But honestly, for the listeners in here, once you can accept that you are creating the choices, 
you can change the outcome. You can change it. And that is so, so powerful to me. It's something I work on every day. And I want to say this, Matt, right? Thank you so much for being open and honest. Like, I'm a high-energy person. I'm bouncing around and people follow me on social media. But I also lie down as well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I also, some days, especially when I've been delivering for two days on stage, I'm yeah. like horizontal, right? I'm yeah. literally, I'm horizontal and I eat galaxy. Yeah, and yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. You know, because we, we must all remember one thing that's true. In life, there's balance. Yes, I was just say this. <laughs> you got to balance. Yeah. You got to have balance, right? Yeah. So for every sunshine, there's rain. Okay. For every good, there's bad. For every love, there's hate. And one of the big things to remember: you got to create balance. You can't be one way. You is always yeah. going to be of equal upside. And if anything's taught us in the pandemic, one of the big things that people have been conditioned to through the media. Etc. Number one is, of course, they've been doing that because it's easier to control a negative mindset than it is bouncy tigger, isn't it? Right? Like you can't control bouncy energy, positive thinking. They've got to control you through fear, right? So they had to do that to control. Imagine trying to control seven point eight billion people, uh, million seven point eight billion people, seventeen million people in the UK, right? That's a hard burn, right? So they had to do it through negativity. The problem is, it started to condition people. Start to condition people in a certain way. So that's where we've got to start again. Actually, right, I need to recondition myself right now. I need to take ownership of myself, you know, because ours will be conditioned in a new way, a new negative thought, and see things in a, in a, in a, in a, in a negative. And I, you know, we've all been there. But what the, the point I was making was here, and there's a, a great, a great um, saying in a book called the Bible, right? And it says in there, search and you will find. The question is, what are you searching for? Now, many people are searching for the problem. You've looked for a problem, you'll find it. If you find the solution, if you're looking for the solution, you'll find it. If you're looking for something that's good, you'll find it. If you're looking for something that's bad, you'll find it. One of my gifts in life, also it causes a problem, by the way. I'm going to share this. It may, uh, it's not me bigging myself up. It's a gift, but it's a curse, right? I see the good in everyone, everyone. I constantly search for They can do anything to me. And all I say is they, they could stab me in the back and they say, yeah, but he's got nice teeth. You know, there's that kind of person. I can, like, all I say is because I'm searching for it. So when we're, in, when we're in the challenges in, you know, the pandemic has been, you know, a gift to us all. What are we certain? There's been a gift in it. And many people went to the negative. What's the gift of it? What's been great about it? And, you know, I think we've all started to realize, we had a conversation about this, Matt, didn't we? You know, I said about the gift of COVID, like, we have the ability now to really reshape who we are and we can start to now take back, you know, the simpler things in life. You know, I was talking about this on a live video, actually, Matt, like I'm so excited to go and see people smile on a park bench. I'm so excited to walk into a, I don't go to pubs, but just into them, like, uh, you know, where you have a food meal and a, like a pub meal, and see people talking. I'm so excited about seeing people happy at the airport. Then basic things that we had, I think it was nature's way to reset us, to start the, to, to remind us how we'd lost that gratitude for the simple things, yep. you know? And I think that's a real powerful, this is a powerful time for humanity right now. Really, really cool. hundred percent. Definitely. I think it, it was needed. It, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's not been nice for some people. I get that. And I know people have you know been lost, but, um, 
you're absolutely right. And actually, um, I mean, we'll talk about some of the business side in a minute. It even allowed, from my point of view, with the, the martial arts business that, well, do we want to be doing this on the, at this time now? Do we want to do this on a, do we really want to, do I want my staff working six days a week? And the answer was no. It, it really changed a lot of things. <laughs> Just, you know, why we, you know, like that's what people were expecting. I, I got that. So it, it shifted a lot. And I, yeah, I, I love I love what you said as well. It's those little things like people on the park bench being in, um, you know, like when we come back, mm. uh, I mean, I do a lot of stuff around uh, uh, Cheltenham and local area and stuff. And I just, I just want to see it get back. I, I want to see the, my, the hairdressers across the road, come back, the burger place across the road, come back. I, 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 that street has got to thrive. The, the town, my town, Cheltenham has got to thrive. The mm. other martial arts centers, you know that's my that's my sector they have to thrive in my area mm -hmm. no good I, I don't want them to you know go down because that's that's not good that's not good for me and mm -hmm. i hope people can grasp that there's um like in our town uh gordon the, the like the hospitality sector they created um they call it turf and they all come together last year they set up this whole you know this thing where the, the pubs and the the restaurants and i spoke i interviewed um uh, one of the, the owners and he said you know i was competing with this guy down the road with my nightclub and now we're sharing staff Imagine. i think that says a lot for me one of my favorite exactly one of my favorite sayings and, and this i know will resonate with you for what you're doing is the rising tide raises all ships Absolutely. and if, if if we can grasp some of that coming out of you know, in the next couple of weeks, we're all excited. I'm like the, the horse chomping at the bit, ready to go. And I think if we can all grasp some of that, you know, it's been a lot of talk about be kind and we're, we're starting to appreciate um, other lives like Black Lives uh, Matter and women's rights. And how yeah. I, I think that there is, it's, and now has got to be the time to do it because there is a lot of fear in the air. And yeah. that fear has been needed. Yep, 100%. Women. Yeah massive change and you know what this is this is so historic i think people have been you know that it's been tough don't get me wrong it's been tough and i'll share about where i it was tough for me and mark because i think that will really help people and uh, but do you know what what's really important is that as tough as it's been this bit in here we've got to be so grateful this is this is like so historic and things are going to change for humanity for the better they are right now I see people so excited that they can now go and meet people in a park. Like, that's incredible. They can go, I can't wait to have my hair cut. These basic freedoms, the smiles, I think we are, you know, I, you know, I, one of the things I've done over the years is constantly, especially over the last few years, Matt, I get up every single day and I, and literally, I wake up running every morning. I wake up running. So I get, I run every morning, 365 days a year. And I wake up running. And as I'm waking up, I literally get out of bed and go running. I don't think, I just do. And as I'm running, I, my head's up. And I'm just, all I'm looking at is the clouds moving or the sun rising or the sheep in there. People have forgot to look, haven't they, right? And it's like, I'm just so happy I can breathe and take in the sunshine. I'm so grateful for my family and that gratitude of life. You know, we're so blessed to live this life. You know, it's, it's incredible, you know, and we've lost that for so many years. And I hope this really reignites people and gets people to realize how truly lucky and blessed we are to be alive. 
You know, when my dad died, it was painful. And I'm not, and the reason I live like I do every day, like I do with a zest for life, is because it taught me when my dad died, you don't know when your time is going to be. You do not know. I didn't know he was going to fall down and break his neck. We don't know when our time is going to be. So let's live it all out, full out, you know, on purpose, with gratitude, with love, with happiness, every single day, because we get to. We get to. Remember, you all get to get up in the morning. You all get to breathe. You all get to live. That's so powerful. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop right there. So, um, obviously, just kind of coming to the business side of things, uh, Gordon. Yeah, so sure. You went, you went on, uh, obviously, you won the World Championships. Um, you got your mindset right. You put that back. Obviously, you must put this back into business now. What kind of then inspires you to then think, right, I need to give more? Because um, I think our sector, martial arts, was in dire need in the UK anyway. I think it was mm. dire need. Um, yeah. I had to outsource to America. And then I, I, I then seen what you were doing. Oh, my God. Yeah, this, is, this has been needed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard you know great things. I've obviously sent some, you know a lot of people up to you as well. And um, what what kind of is that? What inspired you to think, man, this this needs sorting out? Or is it just no? I want to I want to share what I've got. Yeah, um, it's an interesting journey actually. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it was interesting because well, when I won my world title, I, I was for three three years, or so I went on to win three three world titles, and it was all about fighting. And I hung up my gloves, and it was interesting. When I hung up my gloves, I remember the day that I hung up my gloves, I cried for the whole day. I literally was in bits and tears because I knew when I make a decision, I make a decision, right? And I knew that was it. I wasn't going to compete again. So I was like, okay, and this was in 2014. 2015, I started to look at other avenues, went to property courses, went to learn, just went to learn. I was like, I'm not competing. What I was learning these property courses. And there was a point in it where, where you know, these guys had properties and then they were like, and they basically spiked in their reach to people and helping. And it was their training and education company. And I went, martial arts business mastery. I literally, this is how it was born, right? I, I seen, I literally seen the name. I seen it. I seen it in this course, right? I'm, I'm in this live event, right? I was like, I want to help martial arts school learners. And I got, I paid thousands for these property courses. And it weren't that I was going to do. I was like, no, I want to help martial arts school. So I walked out of that. I picked up my phone and I did a live video, right? A first live video. And then I set up the group the next day called Martial Arts Business Mastery and just started serving. And what I did, what was really interesting was I just had this need and one. Number one is I didn't want people to go through the struggles I did, number one. Number two, the biggest pain I seen, which was insane, right? Our industry, the most experienced people, the best people in our industry earn the least amount of money. And it's a strange industry, right? So some of the best people in the industry earn the least amount of money. How insane is that? It doesn't make any sense, right? So it's like, I've learned how to. I've got where I need to get. I need to help these school owners. And I set up Martial Arts Business Mastery and I started doing live videos. And that's all I did. I didn't do any ad spend. I started giving a load of content, built that up. Then I did my first. I was doing free coaching to different school owners just because I wanted to help. They'd share these amazing stories. I did my first course. And then once I did my first course, the first paid course, they paid me, I think it was 
47 pounds, I think, for a day course for me. Did that, built that up. And it went on this spiral. I went into this coaching. I was I was literally oversubscribed with coaches, uh, with, with clients, um, doing more events, and just went on this massive journey, Matt. And it's grown to this huge multi-seven-figure business. But what's really interesting is I only use that to give you an idea. It's not because, you know, it's great. Uh, but I've built it to this point where – it's a mission, a mission of mine to help global martial artists because we, you know, I believe we have something very special. When I wrote my book called The Business of Martial Arts, which is read all over the world. The podcast is it's, it's been listened to in 40 countries now, you know. But what's interesting about this is when you live your life's purpose, I'm not live. I'm not working. I've not worked a day since. There's no. Just didn't take any energy for me. Even on this podcast right now, I love this stuff. I could do yeah, this all yeah. day. And and I, we now do free events for martial arts school learners. We do free business events. That's what we do. It's like how can we scale this up um, globally? So yeah, it was fascinating. And I never thought ever, Matt, it would be where it is right now. No way. It was like I just want to help. It's gone on this crazy journey. And what's been interesting is. You know, I just do what I do. And and what's been interesting, I've really come to a realization the last few few months that, that people have been banging on about this, but I think we created a movement. I created a movement and a change in this industry, especially in the UK. And I didn't think I, that I didn't realize this until people were badgering and saying it just changed the goalposts. It changed the way the industry was was thinking about martial arts and martial arts business and growing their martial arts schools. And you know what? It's been one of the most amazing journeys like the last five years i've made so many friends i've learned so much about myself i've learned so much about this industry i've connected with such great people like yourself i just honestly like i feel so blessed to be doing what i'm doing i just love it i i will do this till i'm done till i die 100 like this this has helped me as martial arts always has it's this martial arts business element it's helped me really find my true potential in delivering and serving, this is what I'm here for, is to serve humanity. And, you know, I've been on stages, I spoke all over, I get I booked on podcasts quite a lot now. Uh, a lot of people come to me for that. Uh, I wrote my books. And I just feel like, you know, you asked me the question uh, when we were off air, where was this plan? It was like, honestly, one of the biggest learnings of this is, you don't know where life, this is all a dance. We're just going to go on a dance. And every day I see life as a dance. You know, and, you know, I, I always relate everything to martial arts, Matt, always. You know, you know, when you, if you, you know, what you resist persists. If you're fighting it, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, I'm going to be, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be um, controversial here. I think that planning, uh, oh, you can over plan, you can over goal set, etc. Because then people say, well, I didn't get there and it, all the self-worth is diminished. But you go, oh, this is where I want, this is where I'm heading. But I believe we've got to go with it. We've got to, like, when someone punches you, you've got to go with it. You've got to ride, you've got to evade, you've got to go with the energy, right? And that's the same in life. You know, life and martial arts are so parallel, it's unbelievable. And when you go on this journey, one of the biggest learnings I've had with martial arts schools is they've disconnected from life and martial arts. Martial arts on the mats, they're amazing, they're strong, they, they create um, solutions, they're powerful. They get into life and business. They fall apart because the Facebook ad hasn't worked. You know, they. This is the truth, right? They. I can't do it. I can't have all this negativity, right? But actually, martial arts and life are parallel because as we get up every single day, we get up, we walk through life. We've got to evade 
the negative stuff that comes towards us, what people say about us. We've got to ride it. We're going to evade it. We're going to block it. We've got to counter it. We get knocked down. We get back up stronger. Here we go again. Let's martial arts and life is all the same. And once once you realize that, once we realize that every that the journey that we're going on is going to be the journey that's right for us, that's when you don't push, you're pulled. You're not pushing it. You're being pulled towards it. You're going with it. And that's one of the biggest learnings I've had here. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I know what I want to happen. I don't, I didn't know last year COVID was going to hit, right? I no one knew. No one knew what was going to happen. But you know what? If you take the last 12 months with COVID and then it's happened here, my goodness, I'd do it again. As hard as it was. You know, when we went, like, I want to share this story. Like in March and April, I may sound confident now. You didn't see the man shaking on this sofa right here. You didn't see the guy who got into an absolute state. And I've been in personal development for 13, 14 years now, right? Where I didn't sleep for one night. I've never not slept for a whole night. Couldn't sleep a wink. Got up. I was like, I was in an absolute mess. You know, I haven't drank for 10 years. I had a small glass of brandy and I spat it back out because I wanted to go to sleep, right? Couldn't sleep. I was in a mess. I was like, what the hell is going on here? This is not me, man. Number one, I've been serving everybody else. I forgot about myself. But what was interesting was, and this is a big learning for us all. At that point, I realized I've given my power away. Mm -hmm. I was looking for certainty from Boris Johnson, the government, and everything else, all the narrative that's coming out. I hadn't created certainty in myself. And God, you know what? Whatever happens, I'll find a way. What's good? And it was a massive epiphany for me. Honestly, one of the biggest personal development lessons I had was in, in sort of, I think it was late March, early April. When I sat on this couch and I was in a mess, and I've been like that for days, by the way, I realized that I hadn't, I, I was so uncertain. And then from that day forward, I didn't listen to what was going on in the news. I didn't listen to what was going on with Boris Johnson. I create the certainty through the actions that I take. doesn't matter what happens. And this is a big thing. doesn't matter what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. It's how you create the certainty. And it taught me that certainty is created from within your soul, not from anybody else. Massive yeah. learning. And it was you know, huge, huge for me. Yeah, well, I can totally relate to that. Um, it's funny, I was talking to um, Michelle. Uh, she, she's the manager for you know, my academy. And you know, we, we got some projects that were you know we, we were similar to yours actually like we're working um we're expanding basically um so and you know there's it's you know it's been scary times and there's i, I think i was saying to you it's like oh my god I, how am i gonna because i wanted to still pay my staff full time they put them on furlough but it was i thought i'm not paying them 80 percent i'm gonna find a way to, i've kept it on that that hundred percent and now how can I serve members? Oh, no, I was furloughed. Yeah, I, right, here we go. <laughs> Prancing about it. Um, I think a memory come out where I, did, I was doing Facebook Live, Gordon, and uh, Zoom. So there's about, I said, I got 100 people in my living room. I, I don't invite anyone around my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one comes around my house. You're watching me in my living room and I'm dancing about doing fitness kickboxing or whatever. But I I, I was the same. The cam, you know, That camera went off and it's like, oh my God, like, it, it was stressful and I think I, I think that's part of your martial arts training as well that yeah we get hit we we, we lose we we get knocked down but we we find a way and something um I can't remember I think I think you might know Nick Doherty Michael Perella but this come yes. up in their trainings yeah. once and it was there's always a solution and this I they said this years ago Gordon, and this 
this really changed how I think. One plus one does not always equal two. You have a, I probably said this in my lives a few times. You got a cup and a cup, you put them together, right? They're two. You got a car and a car, you put them together, two. But you get a puddle and a puddle, one puddle, one, and put it together, it becomes one. And yeah. I kept that so much in my head. I can't say it's easy because it, it never is. It's never, you know, no. like it's the same. Right? We're on social media. We got to be upbeat. We got to be upbeat for the people that are, you know, relying on us. And, and that's how I felt last year. Is, oh my God. I think I remember having a staff meeting. It was the day before lockdown. And, and I, 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 you know, I, I think I was in tears basically because it, all I could think about first, I had to put my staff first because they're the ones, you know, clients are important to me, but without you, you know, your, your staff, they're the ones that, you know, they're your backbone basically, aren't they? And they're the ones that you know, deserve. So yeah, it was dark times, but the same, it's, it's funny listening to your story as well in that, how getting yourself on like a mastermind program, like what, what you're doing and I've seen it with the people that you've been training. I can see them coming. And this is only externally as well. So, and you say, oh, my God, they're doing that. That's awesome. And you can see that mm. they're probably – you start doing things you'd never even thought about. Yep. Um, basically, I'm, I'm going to buy some – I'm buying some gyms and just turn around. Right. Arts. That's, that's my journey. That's where it's a bit similar to what you, you said. And I love it. That I love never it. flipping happened. Had it not been COVID, it was just I put myself on a different. I, w- I wanted to get um, into some probably similar to what you did. I think it sounds like you with Rob Moore. So um, I joined up a different mastermind. I just wanted to be around some different businesses and I, I'm going to learn some stuff. And I put myself on this business buying one do, I, like that. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. So I, sorry, yeah. I've gone off on one. So I think that, you know, when we come out, we can reshape things. But by putting yourself into some great coaching programs like what you're doing, I, I just feel that it's such a valuable investment, especially for our industry, because we do so much. We 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 know a lot, we change lives as martial arts instructors. You know, we stop that kid being bullied, we give that that child the confidence to you know, maybe go and do something they never thought they would do or that adult, you've probably had it as well, but adults, you said something class the other day, Matt, and now I've joined, now I've signed up. I remember someone said they, they become, um, they, 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 they went back to university to count, and it, now they're a counsellor. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it does, it, and I, I think the, um, that's why I commend you. I, you know, thank you so much for what, what you have done because it was much needed in the UK for you know the 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 the, the you know where we go out and we are we are teaching such a it is a movement a martial arts movement martial arts is continually growth development i think um it 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 gets seen as something else sometimes but i feel that's really evolving a lot more because more people are doing putting the message out that you've put out so i i you know the objective is to raise the standard like not standards as in like the stuff because people teach brilliantly what yeah. it is what martial arts is in the eyes of the public and i think we're making that movement i believe that with the value of martial arts in the uk is going to go up i think we're going to catch up with the you know in the next three years i believe we're going to catch up with america the pricing and how it's seen and what they're doing and all that is going to catch up because it can't not we were so valuable mm-hmm through this pandemic and martial arts, I'm so proud of our industry through this pandemic. I've seen, and I've done, sorry, anyone listening here, but I've seen martial arts be, and you know, I've seen different sectors do online. Martial arts has been incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Unbelievable. They've stepped up massively. 
And it's it, it's so great to see us getting the line like more and more, and we will continue to. And interestingly enough, you talked about like the power of masterminds and stuff like that and coaching. Honestly, Matt, and I'm not saying this to plug it, but honestly, through this pandemic, our masterminds have got stronger, hundred percent. Like honestly, the connectivity, the growth. We've had people open up martial arts facilities through pandemic, more big super centers through a pandemic, like multiple centers. It's been unbelievable. Well, everyone asks like, well, I can see we can survive. They've been thriving. You know, and that's the power of accountability. It's power of being around people who lift you more and see it, like you said, see the possibility, not the problem. So exactly. yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I, I could see that because I, I know if you're you know, quite a lot of your clients, obviously, <laughs> if you're in the same industry, and I, I could see that, Gordon. I could see, um, and and the most important thing about that is is that we were serving. Mm -hmm. So all of us, each instructor, each location of whatever style and. You know, I, I won't ever say, oh, I'm the best master, but I know I can teach and mm. I know I can change someone's lives. Someone probably can do it better. Of course they can. Um, mm. I know I can change that that person's lives. And I, I think last year as well, how it was, you know, mental health, a big change has got to, you know, happen when we're coming out of this. It's, it's, it's affected us all. And you could see it on the lives. And I, I think it's particularly around, I think it's about May last year and people were coming on in the morning and you could just see, you could see it in their body language. Well, yeah, and they were buzzing. Mm. Mm. And yeah, they could have gone out for a run and done something else. But I think that community, it, 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 it's more, it's the community and everything else. And, and the same with, you know, the programs that you're running for those business owners. It's so important because like we need, sometimes it's nice having someone in the room. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going for that. Well, oh, I went through that. This is what, mm. this is what's going to happen. And, you know, thank Connect you so much. Sorry, go on. Connection. <laughs> It's connection and we need connection and we're going to crave that more and more. And, you know, we are, in a, we've got a mental health crisis right now. It's not mm -hmm. like the mental health is a pandemic. Yeah. End of story. Mm -hmm. You talk about COVID-19, et cetera. The mental health in this is going to go absolutely crazy. And people were, I was talking about this last year, talking about this. I'm a big advocate for people's mental health, well-being, et cetera. No one was talking about it. Well, there was a few people talking about it, but what I meant was the mainstream was not talking about it. They were talking about COVID, COVID, COVID. Of course, it was a challenge. Of course, it was a problem. But there's other 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 sides to that as well, the mental health. And we as martial artists, we as um, empowerment gurus, people, or whatever people want to call it, and coaches, mentors, consultants, uh, it's our duty and obligation, martial artists, to pick these people and show them that they have the power to change. They have the power to control their lives, to control their emotions, to feel good, to, to be good, to be happy, you know, because ultimately, you know, my, my book called Live Life Happy. And the reason that, like, I'm not plugging the book here, I'm just saying this, right? If you can live life happy every day, you're going to smile more. Like, and that's it. And, and, and we got to do what makes us happy. We've got to feel what makes us happy. We've got to be what makes us happy. And there's a thing where, we, you know, remember one thing, guys. We are human beings. What are you being every day? Are you being negative or are you being happy? Are you being positive or are you being sad? What is it you're being? And the beauty is, it is like, you, you know, you're not broken. You're not broken. But if you're being a certain way, change what you're being, you know, because one thing I know is, like, you know, What's really sad about this is, you know, where people bitch and they moan and they complain and they blame and all these things, right? They're all small things compared to the gifts of life. Don't wait till it's too late to smile. Don't wait till you're on that 
that bed and you, you've got, you know, minutes to go until you're not on this planet anymore. And then you realize, which most people do, it's all small stuff. You know, Steve Jobs talked about that as well, right? What matters is your happiness. What happens is how you, what matters is how you feel. What matters is that we're grateful for the gift of life, that we're, we're grateful to breathe. What's important is that we're breathing. Great. It's going to be a great day. What's important is that we're alive. We woke up. Good. Smile. You're alive. That's it. The simpler we make it, the more gratitude we have for that. Everything else is just part of the journey. Everything else is just part of your journey. And part of that process is to step up every day, to look in that mirror with love, with passion, with energy, and don't try and be anyone but that wonderful human being that you are. Because there is no one as good at you as you as you at being you. You are incredible. Never forget that. Out of 7.8 billion people in the planet, you are unique. There was no one exactly the same as you. And people need to hear you, hear your values, hear what you say. They need to feel your energy of who you are being you. And when you're you, you'll smile bigger than the world. How that makes sense. Yeah, oh, thank you, Gordon. Thank you. I, I just seen the time. Oh, my God. We've been talking. We've probably talked this all night now. <laughs> um, listen, thank you for being so open, so honest, sharing your story. Come and, uh, and, you know, again, for the time coming on to the, uh, the live tonight. Um, I I know we've talked about martial arts, but are you helping other business owners as, as well? I feel I've seen you doing some other types of coaching. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm doing, well, yeah, part of my mission is to help human beings i'm i'm a i'm the guy who gets people who are stuck i'm i'm brilliant at helping them like and the reason being because i was i think that's it i'm brilliant at that that's for the journey i've been on so i'm all about them really finding who they are and finding solutions so you know i've been coaching different business owners i've even been coaching coaches which is interesting been coaching some executive coaches and really helping them get out of their own way a little bit. And they've just had these massive transformations. So I'm kind of going on a on a path of I'm doing martial arts, but I'm really focusing on the empowerment space now because, you know, people need lifting, man. They need lifting higher, you know. And I truly believe in the human spirit. I truly believe that everyone is has got a genius inside them. I want to help them, number one, is smile at who they are and then unleash that to the world. So, yeah, I'm doing more of that stuff. And, it, I, you know, it's not work to me. <laughs> I just enjoy doing it. Yeah, that's right. That's what someone's about, isn't it? You see that potential, yeah. your hand down, hey, pull it, yeah, pull it off. There yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so if anyone wants to find out a bit more, uh, I've put the link in. I think it's MA Business Mastery. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, that's in there. Yeah. And all about a lot more. Sorry, Gordon, go on. Yeah, you can also you can follow me on social media. Just put Gordon Bertram on LinkedIn, Instagram, and um, Facebook. And, um, and yeah, I'm happy to connect with you guys. And if anyone wants, you know, if you're feeling a bit low, I'm all in. You'll get some voice notes from me. And you've done some club, great clubhouse rooms. You, you were in the Breakfast of Winners as well with yes. Ashley those mornings. Yes. So get yourself over to there, definitely. Um, thank you so much. And thank you so much for everything you've done with the, for the martial arts industry in the UK. It's been, you know, very much needed. So thank you for coming on, Gordon. <laughs> Thank you for having me on and um, uh, thank you for a great podcast. I really appreciate being on here and uh, no doubt we'll uh, stay connected a lot more than we have done and yeah. uh, look forward to, um, <laughs> to meeting up one day in person. Uh, you'd have to come to the facility. We'll have, we'll grab, grab a Nando's or something and have some fun and chew some fat. Oh, I love to, buddy. I love to. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Peace. Love. There's the camera. Love always. Right.
and broadcast 